0: Hello welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. In this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about advice. And we're going to be talking about advice that you get a lot of times that you probably shouldn't listen to. So we'll call it bad advice. We're going to talk about that. And then at the end of the podcast and the riff, we're going to give you some tips for how to spot bad advice. Let's get into it. Before we get into the main subject of this week's podcast, I wanted to let you all know about a summit that CJ Johnson and I are planning to host at the end of June. It is going to be an awesome Event. We're going to have over 30 presenters, each an expert in their field. They're going to be talking about how to avoid injuries. They're going to talk about equipment and they're going to be talking about how to help you become the best pickleball player that you can be. Put it on your calendars June 27th through 30, so right before the July 4th weekend, you're going to get a lot of great pickleball knowledge at the Pickleball Summit hosted by VI Pickleball. See you at the summit. All right, let's talk about advice and some bad advice that we've gotten along the way. If you play pickleball, probably learned it at a recreation center or uh, your local facility. You went out one day, perhaps with some friends, perhaps uh, with strangers and just started playing pickleball. And so while you're playing pickleball, you have everybody there telling you different things about the game. Uh, You know, some of it's good and helpful because you need to know, for instance, about standing at the non-volley zone line. You're the non-returner. That's helpful to know. Uh, you need to know how to score. That's helpful to know. You need to know how to move left to right after you served and scored a point. You need to know how to move front and back when you're on the return team and they're serving to the other side. All those types of things. Some, some advice is obviously not just uh, necessary or good. It's, it's, it's vital to learning the game. So that's certainly a good thing. What happens, though, is, is that in that advice that we receive when we first started playing pickleball, there are nuggets of wisdom, and I put that in quotes, air quotes, nuggets of wisdom that are imparted to us by the elders of the game. This is a game that's passed down uh, like lore, like like folklore, right? Uh, and so they give you these nuggets of wisdom that, and they mean well, they mean uh, to give you the information that as they understand the game. And so they're doing the best they can to impart that knowledge to you. Sometimes these little nuggets are are bad advice and they actually can be detrimental not just in in the moment so it's not just a momentary thing where you know that piece of advice maybe uh, led you astray for the moment it can actually derail you on your pickleball journey and, and we're going to talk about one specific today we're going to talk about the myth or the or the the bad advice about rushing to the non-volley zone when you're on the serve team so the third shot's hit and you're just supposed to put your head down and charge up to the non-volley zone like a bull in a china shop and we're going to talk a little bit more today about how that's not the correct thing to do and perhaps what a better approach would be to that real briefly before we get further into this if you have a piece of a bad advice that you've received over the years we'd love to hear it we want to know what sort of bad advice have you gotten over the year Uh, We're basically compiling a list of bad advice that players have gotten, and then we're going to be answering in these podcasts and videos and other presentations. So we're going to be answering these uh, pieces of advice that shouldn't be given or bad advice that are given. If you want to share it with us, please do. Send it to uh, CJ or Tony at coaching at wearepickleball.com. CJ or Tony at coaching at wearepickleball.com. Let us know what bad advice you received. And if you can, let us know how it was that you came to learn that that advice was not the right advice for you. Let's dive into the advice about rushing up to the non-volley zone line after the third shot is hit when you're on the serve side. Obviously, we want to play up at the non-volley zone line as much as possible. That is how you win more pickleball rallies than not. So the underlying premise of getting up to the non volley zone line is a sound one we do want to be at the non volley zone line the problem with that advice is the mechanism or the manner in which you are instructed to get up there it's basically get up to the non volley zone line at all costs no matter what happens you just run up that is where you run into problems by moving forward uh, without thinking or without without adjusting for the type of third shot that got hit now, to be clear, I've mentioned this already, but to be clear, we are talking specifically, or speaking specifically, about a serve side concept. When you're on the return side of the game, you definitely want to make it to the non-volley zone line after you return of serve. The difference is that you, when you return serve, you don't have to wait for the ball to bounce another time. So the two bounce rule, you've already, it's already bounced the one time on your side. Once you hit that return of serve, you are allowed to run all the way up. The serve team, because of the two-bounce rule, obviously has to stay back or should stay back uh, in order to wait to see where the ball is going to bounce and which side it's going to go to and then execute the third shot. So the serve team is the one that has to stay back and kind of wait and see what happens with the third shot before they move forward. And that's where the error happens uh, with running up to the non-volley zone line. And to be clear, the the movement up to the non-volley zone line by the serve team, so the movement up after the third shot has been hit or the fifth shot or the seventh shot, is probably the hardest aspect of pickleball. Learning that, learning how to move up to the non-valley zone line, learning how to work through that transition zone or no man's land it's called sometimes, that is clearly the hardest part of the game. And so to take a very complex, uh, potent, you know, difficult part of the game and 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 uh, boil it down to just get up to the non-valley zone line just doesn't do it a great service and, and can be counterproductive. And the reason it's counterproductive is if, you, if you're doing that, if you're running up to the non-volley zone line sort of blindly or like a bull in a china shop after the third shot, most of the times in rec play and 4-0 and under play, under 4-0 play, I should say, the third shots are usually not fantastic, meaning there's a reasonably high chance that the third shot is going to be an attackable third shot. If an attackable third shot gets hit and you're running into the non-volley zone line, All that's going to happen is you're just going to get hit or passed with the ball on a slam by your opponents clearly not how you want the rally to end if on the other hand the ball the third shot is attackable and instead of just running forward you stop where you're at or stay back towards the baseline and set up a better defensive perimeter you're going to have a chance to hit a fifth and a seventh and a ninth and work your way up to the non-volley zone line if you watch the pros play do they run up to the number line sooner than the average bear? Yes. Why? Because their partner usually is another pro and their pro partner usually is hitting their third shots at a, an unattackable rate that's pretty good. So they can move up more freely than uh, non-pro players can, or, 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 you know, certainly better than, or more, uh, they can move up more easily than rec players normally can because the third shots are gonna be higher quality and less attackable. But you will notice that even the pros, when they see a third shot that is not executed properly, you know, their partner's in trouble. It's a really deep return. It looks like they pulled off the court a little bit. They're, having, they're struggling to hit the third shot. You won't see the partner of most pros simply run forward and get hit with the ball. That's not, they don't like getting hit with the ball. Hopefully you don't either. What they'll do is they'll stay back, they'll form a defensive perimeter, and then that'll allow them to set themselves up to move up on a better ball. So what do you want to do then? You know, what's a better approach than just running forward? The better approach running forward is to wait and see what type of third shot gets hit by you or by your partner, whoever's hitting the third shot. What you want to do is you want to, you want to, if you're, let's, assume, let's make it easy and say you're not hitting the third shot. So you're standing there and your partner is hitting the third shot. You're near the baseline. Maybe you took a step in, which is fine. What you're going to do is you're going to look over at your partner and you're going to watch the third shot your partner's hitting. If your partner hits a third shot that looks to you to be a good third shot, what that means is a third shot that will likely be unattackable. You might think it's gonna hit the net. If it's gonna hit the net, still move forward. If you think it's gonna be unattackable, it looks pretty good to you, then move forward. If it looks like the ball is has too much energy behind it, meaning it's going too deep and it's gonna probably be attackable by the opponents, then you wanna hold your ground. Think about it, and if you want to think about it in terms of lights, you can think about it like a yellow light. So when you're on the serve side, you're going to have a yellow light on your side, which basically means, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I do want to move right in a yellow light, like in a traffic light, a yellow light, you can go through the intersection. You just do it with caution. Same thing here. What you're going to do is you're going to be watching for the third shot, whether you're hitting it or your, your partner's hitting it. And then you're going to say, that looks good. I can move up. Doesn't look good. I stay where I'm at. It's different than when you're on the return side. On the return side, you're gonna flip the the, the light will now become green. So you're gonna flip your switch from yellow to green, meaning as soon as you hit that return of serve, you have a green light. So there's nothing to think about, you just move forward. Serve side yellow, return side green. The reason why this bad advice about running up to the kitchen line can be so potentially damaging or, or delaying for a pickleball player's improvement. Because what it does is it makes the player focus too much on the shot and not enough on their movement. What I mean by that is, when we start playing, if, if we have to rush up to the nimballe zone every time, or the kitchen line every single time, and we get slammed, then what we're upset about, or we're focusing on is that was a high third shot. That was third shot was too attackable, too deep, got slammed. Uh, that's why you know I got slammed, right? And so what we end up spending our time on is is perfecting, trying to perfect the third shot, which is a difficult shot to perfect. An easier thing to fix when you're getting slammed by balls on, on the serve side, in other words, when you're running forward, is not to run forward. It's to stay back a little more, set up a better shot, and then move in on a better shot. So what happens is players will focus too much on the shot, not enough on their movement, because they think the movement is taken care of by this rule that you just run in, run in, run in. You do, in fact, want to get up to the number online. line, so you do want to move forward to the number iso line when you're on the serve. That's a critical uh, part of the game, and I'll link below to a video on uh, on basically not rushing forward on, on neutralizing and then attacking those types of concepts so you can get a better sense of that. And if you want to learn more about how to play the game, you know, with the proper steps and things like that, I highly recommend that you visit us at VI Pickleball. You can come to wearepickleball.com and check it out. But basically, you know, you do want to move forward, but you want to move forward in the proper fashion. And this advice that you just run up all the time, no matter what, it undermines your ability to learn that part of the game, which is a critical part to improving as a pickleball player. Hopefully, if this is the advice that you're operating under, that you rush up to the non-volley zone line, you will stop operating under that bad advice and understand a little bit better about why it is that you want to move up in a proper manner. Also, if you hear a player uh, get told this, uh, you know, when you're playing out there, Maybe pull the player aside later and suggest to them there's another way of looking at it. You're welcome to explain it to them if you feel comfortable. If you're not, give them a link to this podcast, have listened to it, and maybe they'll understand that rushing up to the non-volley line is going to be detrimental to the game in the short term and more damagingly in the long term. In the Riff, I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to identify bad advice when you get it. So if you want to listen to that, stay tuned for the Riff. Before we get into the riff, if you have been the victim of bad advice, let us know again at coaching at wearepickleball.com. We also invite you to visit our community VIPickleball at wearepickleball.com. Uh, it's a community that CJ Johnson from Better Pickleball and I established to help players get through or get through the clutter, get through the noise, get to what's really important and really improve their games. It has a community of supportive players that will help you through the journey. You get access to CJ and myself with office hours and other ways to interact with us to get specific advice on your game. And you also get access to our really comprehensive step-by-step library and how to prove as a pickleball player. Check it out at wearepickleball.com. All right, so let's talk for a few minutes about how to recognize bad advice. How do you know that when a player is telling you something at the courts that maybe it's something you should take with a grain of salt or at least maybe think about some more or put, you know, put in the back of your mind, and say, well, let me check that out later and I'll, I'll come back to it. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips on, on how you're going to do that. The first one I'm going to tell you is basically, are they explaining to you why? In other words, are they giving you the why for the for whatever it is that they're trying to tell you to do? Uh, if you'll you'll note that if in Into Pickle videos and better pickleball videos and certainly in VI pickleball, we generally or always actually try to explain the why of the thing. We think it's really important for you to understand the why uh, we we suggest a certain thing, whether it's getting up to the non zone line and locking it down, not stepping back on four shots, all those sorts of things that we that we try and uh, try that we try and explain to you to help you improve as a pickleball player. We try and explain to you the why for that. So a lot of times, what you'll find in rec play is you'll hear something like forehand in the middle, and then when you say why, they'll simply it may say something like, "Well, the forehand's stronger," which a lot of times isn't the case because the backhand can be stronger. Uh, it's also not the case that the forehand is stronger in that position because of the trajectory of the ball and things like that. So you have to be really kind of careful if they cannot explain the why. Same thing with getting up to the non-valley zone line we talked about earlier. A lot of times you'll hear that being said out there, but players can't really articulate the reason for that, simply rushing up to the non zone line or the kitchen line. So... So if they're not a why, maybe kind of think about it, uh, you know, put it in the back of your mind and, and check it out later. And you can check out sources like Into Pickle, Better Pickleball, Via Pickleball for you know to validate that information. And then the other way you can look at it is 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 it working? Is it something that seems to work? And I'm not talking about the occasional uh, shot that works. So you know, somebody hits the fancy you know kick out serve and it's an ace and everybody's excited. Watch it and see if that works over and over again. If it works over and over again. Eh, maybe think about it, right? Maybe that might be something I want to look at. But if it's something that's just, you know, a once in a while kind of a thing, or it's something like rushing up to the non line where you're just repeatedly getting slammed with a ball, maybe ask yourself, is that really what I want to be doing? You know, if I want to be doing something that's anything, whatever it is that's putting me in a position where I'm just getting hammered with balls over and over again, might not be what you want to do. So take a look at the results of it. We generally don't try to be results-oriented in what we do. We're process-oriented when we teach. But there are situations where the results will tell you that the process is wrong if you're not able to identify that the process is wrong in and of itself. So uh, usually we focus on process. But in this situation, when you're getting advice from, uh, you know, someone at a club or something like that, watch for the results of that type of of shot or that type of uh, strategy and see if it works repeatedly. And if it doesn't, then maybe uh, maybe. Again, put it off to the side and seek to validate it through someone like Into Pickle or Better Pickleball or somebody like that who you know is a trusted source of pickleball knowledge. So that is the podcast for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope uh, when you start getting the Summit information, please register for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope to see you at the Summit. And before then, we'll have uh, at least two or three more of these podcasts. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it in the iTunes store or wherever you listen to it. It really helps other players get the podcast and share it with your friends remember if you like the podcast they probably will too stay well out there